So this is how it was, uh, the first event was funded, was it? It was the student line. Not tonight, you're not on the list. Hello, I'm Conor McLoon and welcome to the You're Not On The List podcast, produced weekly for Rewind That Track. On this podcast, we interview, dive deep and take a journey into the lives of those in the music industry. Now, if you're listening to this podcast for the first time, all right, hiya, thanks very much for listening. Can you go onto whatever streaming platform you're listening on, whether that's Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music or Google Podcasts and absolutely smash that subscribe button. It means you won't miss out on future episodes and also it gives us a boost. If you're feeling extra supportive, give the Rewind That Track Instagram, YouTube, TikTok or Facebook page a follow and all. We've got interviews with Andy C, Chris Lorenzo, Skepsis, Salado and loads more on all of the channels. So if you like seeing what goes on with your favourite artists backstage, check them out. Right, on with the podcast. My guest this week is a co-founder at one of Newcastle's most recognisable and high-energy event series. They've showcased the best in bassline and drummer bass across the last four years. It's Chris Heaney, co-founder of Rush Events. During this episode, we talk about how you go about funding your first event, people shaving their heads to get let into the club, how influential the time of year can be on events, and how you're only as strong as your last show. My guest this week is co-founder at one of Newcastle's most recognisable and high-energy event series. They've hosted the likes of Mike Skinner, Skepsis, Subfocus and Pendulum, showcasing the best in bassline and drum and bass across the last four years. It's Chris Heaney, co-founder of Rush Events. Good morning, Chris. How are you, mate? I'm good, mate. How are you? I am well. I am well. Just it's a nice, a nice little intro. Appreciate it. <laughs> That's right. No worries, mate. No worries at all. It's uh, it's nice and early on a on a Saturday morning. The weather is oh, yeah. miserable, but events are back on, which means that you must be uh, overjoyed. Oh yes, very very happy, mate. It's been a it's been a long time coming. Yeah. Especially obviously because we had so many dates where it was like, oh, we're going to be able to open on this date, and then I oh, know it's actually this date, and then I oh, know it's actually this date now. So yeah, it's finally good to get him back up and going. So what was the first event back that you uh, managed to host? First one that we had, we just did like a um, like a residence party. I think it was like the 24th of July. Just got some of the local guys on, some of the guys that we've sort of been repping since we sort of started. There's a lot of good selectors in Newcastle. So many good DJs and producers knocking around. So yeah, really good. I wasn't even there. <laughs> I was in... Nah, mate, we booked to go to London with my mates from home before all dates got confirmed. So we were going to London and then got a date confirmed like three weeks before. And I was like, fuck, I can't oh. even go. So I was no. walking around London watching um, watching the videos on my All Instagram. Like, this looks, this looks fucking class. Why am yeah. I not there? Oh, at least you saw it was good and it was popping oh, up. Mate, yeah, yeah, like, definitely. Mate. It was uh, it was good to see because it looked it was pretty busy and just just good to see people back in the clubs, man. It's been way yeah. too long. What was, was there anything that was different, like since everyone's had sort of a year off, like those that first party that you have been back to? So like, if that was the first weekend, I'm sure you've been, you must have been at an event since then, haven't you? I've not, you know, I've you actually not. not. I've not ended up going now because like that was the 24th, yeah. and then because I worked sort of full time throughout the week, so I can't go into any weekly ones really. And then last week, and I moved back up to Newcastle, so I've just missed out on all the all the shows, mate. I've seen all the videos. I think the guys at um, another good brand in Newcastle called Lively Up did a show on the midnight where things reopened, Yeah, and that looked absolutely mega. Like yeah. They absolutely smashed it. So I've seen all the clips and just watching them all from home. It's like, why have I not been out yet? It's, uh, well, it's Saturday today. Are you going out tonight? Uh, 
I'm not, mate. I don't think so, mate. Like London just absolutely skinted me. It's a spend. Yeah. It's the spendy city, man. <laughs> it's you know so what? It is an expensive. Because obviously and, you're from up north originally, yeah. So yeah, you're, you're, yeah. Uh, from Doncaster originally. Yes, mate. Yeah. yeah so going down there and paying six pounds, six pound fifty for a pint, you've got to be spitting, yeah. <laughs> mate, especially when it's so easy on your phone, just face ID, contactless, not even worry yeah. about it. Check the bank the next day, and it's like, oh god, let's just do, never do that ever again. <laughs> no, no. So yeah, you've got a, a yearly pilgrimage down to London, but oh, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe don't time, make it. Yeah. It was it was my first time ever going as well. Like I'd never been before. Was it? Yeah, man. So we literally did all the touristy stuff during the day. I literally walked like I think it was like thirty thousand steps just wandering around London. Yeah. And then just yeah, just went out on the night and got absolutely plastered. So there's a couple of people that might be listening that might might not have been to a rush event or might not even know like sort of what rush events is. How would you yeah. describe the brand or like the event series in your words? Just like a just a good time, mate. Like that's the one thing we really wanted to do because I've been to like a lot of shows before, obviously starting much. Like I was just a fan going out and like I always loved going to things like people like Beastwang and like 140 and like going away and thinking that was that was really, really great. Yeah, just high energy, like really, really good vibes. You've got a good sound system in Cosmic and really, really good light. Like just, just like everything you want from like a really, really good club night. And that's what I think anyway, but obviously I'm a little bit biased. Um, <laughs> but but uh, yeah, just just a really, really good time. Um, same with a lot of other crews in Newcastle. Fantastic, mate. And sort of like, what were your, um, to go all the way back to your origins? Like, so you, like you said, they're a big fan of going to raves, going to events and stuff like that. What's your sort of like earliest experiences with uh, with music? Like whether it was like first events or first shows um, or first albums? I think like it all started with my brother. Like my brother, um, he was never really massively into like electronic music, but he was a big like metalhead. So like my first memories was like coming home from school and just he used to, he didn't used to watch TV he just watched like Kerrang and Scuzz like the movie the music channels. I do remember Scuzz yeah so yeah, he just the, used the, to yeah. rotate between them just flick him to and from so he used to just sit at home just watching music like all day so obviously I was like a big metalhead from like from early and then he used to go to like college and I'd, I'd be on his computer at home and he had like three albums on his iTunes he had like the Tokyo Drift album. <laughs> and then he had <laughs> big metal album that oh, very yeah, big yeah. metal album huge, yeah, huge yeah. metal album a lot of people aren't aware of that but that's uh, that's uh, that's the OG OG of uh, I think Maiden Maiden took a lot of influences yeah. from the Tokyo yeah, 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 yeah. yeah definitely um, and then he had he had Pendulum Hold Your Collar and Pendulum I think it's In Silico yeah um, so you used to listen to them on repeat just literally all day just that Hold Your Collar Propane Nightmares just listening to them all the way so that's when it sort of really started and then first sort of time going out was sort of like 16 around Doncaster hope mum doesn't hear this used to use my brother's my brother's passport so I was I was 16 my brother was 26 at the time so, so I was you were passing off as a 26 year old when you were 16 <laughs> yes mate. I don't know how I don't know how the passport was out of date like 10 years prior as well so I don't yeah. know how I got in anywhere but yeah sorry mum if you if you do hear that so you had to go around and then I didn't actually go to my first like actual like like rave like basement until i was 18 because i didn't want to go out out of doncaster and unless i didn't get anywhere yeah so i think my first first actual rave was i think it was flavor d and tank and chef in sheffields and that was that was absolutely amazing so what sort of year would this sort of been that would have been that would have been like 2016 like i was really really late to baseline i'm not late to it but like i never really used to like it back when i was in school was big like into like Oliver Heldens and like Kygo and stuff you know, like the Deep House sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, sort of like the Sub Soul sort of yeah, like, like the Deep House, Calvin like... Harris, all that sort of vibe. And then 
you know, one of my mates used to play baseline on when we were on, when we were on Xbox and I was like, what the fuck is this shit? I used to hate it. <laughs> and then he, he like drilled it into me and then out of nowhere, I just became obsessed with it, mate. Like, so who were you sort of listening to around the early sort of, so what were we talking 2016? So was this like Skepsis? Yeah, um, so it was like when Skepsis had like the, like the rhythm and gash um, bootleg yeah. and like the old like TQD stuff. Yeah, obviously Project, the Mr. all that records and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, like the Mr. V yeah. stuff, all like yeah. the Palazes, all that sort of stuff going back time ago. So that was like the first time really going out. And then from there, we just went out all the time, like just trekking all over, like went like Leicester for Beast Wang, like Manchester, just literally anywhere we could go to go to a rave. So you had it drilled into you basically for, uh, yes, for repetition. Literally, literally, we'd be on Xbox and I'd be like, Brad, please turn this off. <laughs> he just kept playing it because his old Xbox game was Flavor D. So I was like, who's that? What? Yeah, what? He, he literally just yeah, everyone yeah. thought he was playing Flavor D. His also, Xbox he was one playing. of those annoying little fuckers that, that was playing music down the mic. Oh, mate. For everyone else. Yeah, oh, literally. Christ. I know, mate. But it drilled no, it into to... me. It drilled <laughs> yeah. it into me. Maybe he just brainwashed me. Maybe, maybe just for repetition. The four four beats, mate. The four That's four beats it, for the repetition. That's so it. then, what was it that sort of spurred you on from um from going to these events and going to raves, and then you thinking, oh, I want to start this. I want to start something. That I want to put my first event on. Um, well, and it also, was like, how do you go around doing it? Like, how do yeah, you? Yeah. Um. So we sort of went out when because I went to uni in 2016, ended up dropping out. But when I came back home, like my boys from Doncaster also got into it as well. So we picked up like a DDJ RB2 or something, you know, like the old record box controllers. And when my mom's, when my mate's mom was at work, we'd just go around to his house and just dick about mixing tech house and stuff. And then from there, I came back to uni in 17, started promoting for a brand called Ill Behaviour, who we work really closely with now. Ill Behaviour and Apex, like big, like tech house and techno brand in, in Cosmic and all around Newcastle. Um, Cosmic's like the club that we use for, so just started off at like a typical way like just flying ticket in getting paper tickets walk around accommodation halls flying and stuff working on the door just anything we could really do and with regards to like starting rush it, it's really weird how it sort of came about because it's sort of like i don't know it's just a really really strange thing because the way that we i met the people that we started it with i went to tqd in world headquarters in 16 met this guy at the time completely random dude just chatting shit in the smoking area you know i was literally standard hmm. and then got him on facebook didn't speak to him again for like a year and a half and then in Lengoland, you know obviously the facebook yeah, yeah. group yeah yeah of course. Um, obviously everything comes from Lengoland, obviously yeah. um he was selling a leng tea like one of the old Leng T-shirts. So I think it was the OG T-shirts. Yeah, I think it was the. Annoyed. I think it was the Leng and Crud tea. Okay. So he was selling that, and I messaged him about it, and then we just got talking, just talking about events, and we were like, "There's just not enough." Like there was a few baseline things going up, like a lot of stuff in World Headquarters with um, with Lively Up and and Dialator, two other sort of big brands in Newcastle. Maybe like two or three shows a term, and it's just like there's just like not enough that we want to go to. So we just thought, fuck it. Let's just mm. try it. So we just scoured people to try and get into it. Um, Adrian, who was the guy that, that sold me the Leng T-shirt, he knew Henry, Henry Ducks, from a from a house party like three years ago. Again, never spoken to him since that house party. And then suddenly we were like, let's just take money from our student loans and just, just throw some money at it. Let's just do it. So this is how it was. Uh, the first event was funded, was it? It was the student literally, loan that you thought, literally yeah. Literally student loans, mate. We literally, we planned it. And then we met up at a bar in Newcastle. And we just sat around and then we're like, okay, we can do this. We can do this. And you still think at the time it was like, yeah, it's not going to happen. We're just sort yeah. of, we're just talking here. Do you know what I mean? Agrees, yeah. And then 
we got in touch with with Cosmic about hiring the hiring the venue, and they were like, "Okay, here's the receipt, here's the bill." And we were like, "Okay, this is actually real." Mm. And I was like, looking at my bank, looking at my student loan, and I was like, "Can I afford this? How <laughs> Can I, I really go for this?" I was going to say, "How much?" You might want to answer this. You might not. How much did you like? How much? did you all put in together for this first event and were you like right we need to make this money back otherwise i'm not eating for the rest of this term well <laughs> yeah uni. so it was a bit of a strange when it started because there was initially four of us we wanted to start with two grand we wanted to start with 2.5 we wanted to start with 2.5 okay um one guy dropped out and we were like okay we can do two and then he dropped out and we were like oh we cannot start with 1.5 so it's basically 500 quid each yeah and then we found two other lads who aren't with us anymore i think it was chris and rob isn't it the names were and they put 250 each in Okay. So like, okay, we've got we've got two grand here. Two grand. And is this Let's for just, the venue and the DJs? That was everything. Just, right, everything all in. So that like, was we everything. Need, we've got two so grand. So we need to get. So who did you have for the first event? We did Stinked. Okay. Yeah. Um, we so did baseline uh, and sort of bass artist, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So distinct. Yeah. And then we did Matic and PZP. Um, two guys from from Manchester. You know, Pete and uh, I'm not sure if you know him, but yeah. Um, two sort of at the time sort of baseline and, and sort of garage DJs from Manchester. And then we did Scantia back-to-back neck tacks, which two also sort of now massive DMB artists from Newcastle. Mm. So that was amazing. Like, that was crazy. And we were talking to our mates before and we were like, we're going to put Distinct in Cosmic. And they're like, no, you're not. Shut up. <laughs> and then we put the event out and we were like, oh, fuck, we've it is, done it. Happening. Yeah, yeah we've happening. literally done it. So, um, so big question. Did you make your money back? We did actually. We yeah. actually made a little bit of profit on that, which was okay. nice. That's good. Um, but again, just like I say, I think just I think the same with a lot of people that start doing events is we just threw it straight back in. Yeah. Because you don't want to just be stale. You've got to try build it up and do someone a bit bigger. And then, because at the time, I think that was distinct. I think he'd played at like Bass Fest. I think Slim Shady, like one of his biggest tunes at the time, that had just dropped. So he was like really, really, he was like on the on the rise, like really, really popular, but still like not with those huge fees you'd see with like mm-hmm. people nowadays. So he was perfect. And we had like, luckily, no issues getting him, just booked it all and then job done, put it in. And so was there any sort of a, was there any aggro on the first night? Like, was there any stories of stuff going wrong? It's like your first event. So I don't know if you boys have had experience with like doing events and stuff before, but you might be like, right, is the sound like there was no like sort of power cuts or there wasn't anything going wrong with the, the equipment or like there wasn't anyone trying to sneak in or like security having to throw anyone out or. No, not, not that I remember in the, I mean, well, I hope Adrian won't mind me telling, telling this because, um, Obviously, we were 19 at the time. So we yeah. only, I was thinking I was, yeah, because it was in November 2017. So I was 19. I think Adrian was like 21. And I think Henry Henry was a little bit older. So we were all obviously just plastered like, this is this is fucking class. We're the top dogs. We fucking, we fucking run this club. Yeah. And then, so Adrian got absolutely plastered, ended up getting kicked out by the, uh, <laughs> by the bouncer and the light tech from inside the booth because he was just spilling drinks everywhere. Oh, no. So the, <laughs> I hope we don't mind me telling that because it was years ago and we all joke yeah. about it now. Um, Kicked out from his own first event. Yeah, mate. You got him <laughs> back in eventually, but yeah, that was a bit of a nightmare. But there has been some funny stories of people trying to get back in. I think I saw it on, who did we do? I think we did, when we did do the show with um, DJ Gov, DMB, and then Freddie Martin, Back to Back Zero, two really, really class guys. I love them guys. And some lad tried getting in and I don't know what happened to him. I think he might have got... I mean, about got booted out or whatever. And then I seen on DMB All Stars, a Facebook group the next day that he'd shaved his hair off, 
put a new hoodie on and come back and got in again. No way, the dedication. Mate, the legit, dedication. Mate, legit, legit. Get back legit. Into the club. Yes, mate, literally. I knew who he was, so I'd spoke to him beforehand and then spoke to him getting kicked out. And then I, was, I went outside for a cigarette like three hours later. And I was looking at this guy and I was like, I feel like I know your face, but and I was like, that's, that's you with it. And he went, yeah, yeah, I shaved my hair off. And I was like, literally mental. just fresh, fresh, fresh cut completely. just to get back into the club. Completely shaved, completely shaved it off. And was it just because I thought it, was insane. That is, that is the biggest dedication to get back <laughs> in the club. You hear people like going out, maybe swapping trainers or like swapping clothes or whatever, but shave all your hair off just to yeah. get back in to see I mean I do love Garth and I love Freddie Martin I love Zero and stuff as well but that is dedication I don't know dedication if I'd be committed to or not yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is that's dedication it's a big step for me that is that is a big step <laughs> bloody hell Newcastle has a reputation for having a lively nightlife I wanted to find out if Chris thought that the city and location had an impact on the success of Rush so how much do you think, because like, personally I've never been out in Newcastle, how much do you think the, um, the city sort of shapes the events? Thinking about this one, I think it's it's a bit of a difficult one because we we were really, really like convinced on not booking artists that had been there before. I don't know right. why. We were just like, because we were starting out, we wanted to be like completely different from everyone else. So we really wanted to try and book artists that hadn't been there before. But I don't, I don't necessarily think that if we started it somewhere else, we wouldn't have thought the same thing. Hmm. We just wanted to be different because obviously there's a lot, like I said, there's a, there's a really, really good scene in Newcastle and there was at that time, but it wasn't as like baseline and, and like DMB and, and like jungle and that was definitely there in Newcastle. There just wasn't enough for what we wanted to go to. Like there was a lot of like lively up really into the jungle, like um, stuff like Reiki from their really good mates with Gardner, big, big, obviously big DJs and then Dial A, really big DMB brands. So things like Voltage, like Serum, like all those kind yeah. of guys. So they were there, but it was like, at the time I was just like a big, big baseline head, like just committed to it. Mm. So we wanted to just be a little bit different from, from everyone there really. Obviously starting it in like a city like Newcastle, which is like so student focused. Yeah. Like I think I've heard a staff, I think it's like one in three people are students or something stupid like that. Really? Yeah. Wow, and like, people come that. from everywhere. Like there's a lot of people from like proper down South, like London, a lot of heads from Yorkshire come up to Newcastle. So we had to make it like quite like sort of young and trendy, I think is, is the word. Yeah. We didn't do a very good job. Like the first designs, I look back at them. I think, God, what were we thinking? Like there was no structure to like the, like the, like the the branding um, and stuff you mean yeah like, the branding yeah. like there was it was just completely different every time we we're like yeah this looks good let's throw that out like i said i don't know if newcastle enough like we definitely had to cater it a bit more try and cater it to the students and try and get in with like the the new freshers and stuff but yeah i think newcastle definitely helped us because we were like the first not the first band to do baseline like definitely not but the first band to like put baseline in cosmic like regularly Right. Okay. So that consistency all, is key. Yeah. Like, how regularly do you do? Like, how regularly at the start? Like after the first event and the second event, were you doing it like monthly, or is that just like a, um, a yeah, sort of monthly? I think we did our first one November. Did we do December? I don't know actually. It must have been like monthly or maybe bi-monthly. Right. Um, for our first three shows, and that's how we start sort of getting noticed by the guys who run Cosmic. So the, the guys who run Cosmic Ballroom, um also run two really really popular brands called ill behavior and apex right um so they were the guys at the time who were managing the bookings at cosmic like giving the dates out and that sort of stuff um and they used to do like ill behavior like jamie Duggan and that sort of stuff like once once or twice a term because they right. did weekly events every tuesday ill behavior and we loved going to worldies for baseline but we wanted to go cosmic for baseline so we started doing it in there um i've gone off a tangent there 
Nah, that's all right. So, so, like, like, well, so you were like saying, obviously, that if you're if you're getting repeat business in there, and if it's making those people money, then yeah, they're absolutely going to want to oh, host yeah. you there and have you there, and, and be like, yeah, of course, come back, like come back Definitely, once a month, mate. absolutely, with the tickets going on. And um, what's the worst thing that you think has uh, has happened at one of the events that you've been at? One of ours, yeah. I think the most memorable was the, 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 I think we've been very very lucky in the fact that we've never had any sort of huge mishaps like no no drinks but on the decks you've had very very little with like speaker malfunction i think the worst one was at the pendulum show in digital yeah. well i was going to say that because when you mentioned earlier saying that the three albums that your uh, your brother had on itunes like two of those were pendulum yeah so you hosting and having pendulum do a dj set for you must have been like a mate a, a monumental thing if that was, was who you were listening huge, to absolutely huge i remember when we i think it was after our first show our second show me and henry who started it with with me and Adrian? We drove down to Yorkshire to pick up some um, some RX twos, some some decks. And on the way, he had like a car full of like old CDs, and we put a Pendulum CD in. And this was like maybe like start of 2018, end of 2017. Yeah. And we were like, imagine if we put Pendulum. We were like, yeah, fuck off, that's never going to happen, never going to happen. And then obviously they split up. They did, they stopped doing shows at the didn't time. They? Yeah, they they yeah. split up for about seven or eight years, didn't they? Um, weren't yeah. doing live shows, and then um, they did come back together to do start doing DJ sets. Yeah, um, and then obviously they released that um, the reworks album, and obviously I think it was that remix from the Noisia remix that went went massive, didn't it? Yeah. So yeah, we were just in the car, like yeah, well that's never going to happen. And then I actually I'd never seen them before, and they've always been like bucket list material, like always, always at like, the top. Obviously, it goes back to obviously when I was a kid, just listening to them nonstop. Yeah. So they were playing at Leeds Fest, and I couldn't go because I had no money. I was skint. So all my boys went to Leeds Fest, and I was oh, sat at home just mate. fucking killing myself. And then Saturday, I think it was Saturday morning, maybe Thursday or Friday morning, mum went downstairs and was going to work. And she opened the, she, when she was closing the door, she went, how much uh, Leeds Fest day tickets again, Chris? How much are they? I was like, oh, 60 quid. She went, okay, no worries. Closed the door and walked out. And I was like, what's she doing here? And I got a text. And my par- so my parents bought me a ticket for the Sunday. Oh, when, when Pendulum were playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like the last they were like the last, the last um, set that we saw. Oh, mate, it was absolutely crazy. I cried in there, me. Yeah. No shame. It was no so shame emotional. Yeah, mate, all, absolutely. Mate. Was, no, 100%. It was huge. Because it was fantastic. like such a... It was it was this it was such a like a mix of people that there was loads of like young heads like me, but then there was loads of like twenty six to like thirty five year olds that listened to them obviously from when they were like coming yeah, up. Yeah, like when Blanche so that Blood was, Sugar and everything yeah, like mate, early days yeah. was coming out, like yeah. So that was huge. Um but back to the just to the question you asked about the worst thing that happened on the pendulum show. Luckily the pendulum set went perfectly fine. Okay. Um, completely fine but when sammy came on afterwards absolutely killed it by the way there's only one dj in the world that i would say could do that after pendulum and it's sammy vergy right okay so sammy vergy bass uh baseline i've got a garagey dj but this is yes sorry i'll let you continue so during that when during the set the speakers kept like cracking a little bit and then the whole speaker system just went off Mm -hmm. completely went off crowd literally club still full speakers just went off and we were like oh my god and then we started to see some smoke coming from like the unit underneath the deck. So oh we like, no! Oh, so it's properly, god. properly like blown. Oh my god! So we luckily we gave it like two or three minutes, and it just came back on, and it just was just perfect for the rest of the night. But the fear, the absolute dread when it just turned off, and we were just stood behind the decks like, oh no! Do you know, mate, it's still, even like like two or three minutes of silence in the club oh, has got to feel like fifteen minutes, hasn't mate, it? Legitimately, like it was the scariest thing I've ever been a part of. I never want to go through that ever, ever again. And it was just like the amp had cooled down, you think? And it was yeah, just sort of like, honestly, yeah. I don't know. Like we've got, 
like really really good sound techs and, and there is really really good ta- sound techs in digi and in digital sorry and and lighting techs who just seemed to know what they were doing so i was like look boys just just fucking go ahead please, do, please, just, please, please, just, just do, do something <laughs> oh that's jokes so one of the things just that, like you touched on there doing baseline and drum and bass events and also having like both artists at the events like like so like you said there you had pendulum doing a set and then afterwards going to sammy virgie and for people that aren't aware of sort of like bpms and the energies and stuff like that drum and bass jungle sort of like 174 178 170 bpm higher energy than and a higher bpm than say like baseline is which is like 140 like 135 that sort of a that sort of style have have you ever like do you have to sort of think in your head when you're putting people on on the bookings and on the artist lists and on the set times right we want to go from this to this to this a lot or as you've demonstrated there like going from i suppose because pedulum was such a massive headline act or whatever you'd just be like right they can play whenever like whenever we can get them on there we'll play and work around it type thing normally 100 it's one thing we're really really anal about when we were doing like when we we're booking especially at the start because i've been to shows in the past where like it just flies everywhere like you'll start on like garage it'll go to dnb then then back mm. to baseline it's like it's just all over the place and for me personally like i don't mind it i can get through it but i know a lot of people especially like in newcastle like freshers and that like, 18 19 year old at the time they just go wild when they hear the energy bump up. And then when it goes back down, they're like, well, this is shit. Oh, well, this is not the same. Yeah. And so it's also like, then you've got aggro from not aggro, but like the artist is maybe thinking like, oh, for fuck's sake. Not worth yeah. And, and luckily, like, like I say, we are very, very anal about it, especially when we have a booking on. Like if we've got, because we do like resident shows as well and just shows from like the locals. And we still try and do it there, but obviously it's not as, not as important. But we've seen even with like, even with three parties we've done, Free parties, just locals. They normally do really, really well, and we'll always try and go garage, baseline, DMB. In so just that order. stepping up the yeah, stepping up. Or the like end, some sort of mix. Like sometimes we'll do DMB at the start, but it'll be like liquid, so mm-hmm. not like do you know what I mean, like a not sort of like chilled out, like, yeah. yeah. And then it'll go up to the garage, then to base. But we've had people come on before where like they'll be on like ten to eleven or eleven to twelve. Obviously, the night goes until four a.m. And they'll we'll say, can you obviously play like a warm up set? Hmm. And they'll just go a little bit too hard because they'll play like one tune. And it's get a good crowd it's easily done. Like, yeah. I've done it before as well. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm not an idiot. I understand. Like they play at like, one big tune or one tune that's quite popular, like a garage tune. And it'll get a really, really good vibe. And they're like, okay, let's let's go. That's, and then the yeah. set's incredible. But then when they come off, and then there's someone who's a little bit more chilled out after them because we're trying to rise it up. Mm. The the we've seen it before where the, the crowd will just dissipate. They'll either go out for cigs and they'll just leave, or like we've seen like the venue just drop like massively. Um, it's a very, very fickle crowd, those 18-year-olds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, they, yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting because I've not spoken to anyone on the podcast that has, that, has, uh, uh, that has spoke about this before, but it is definitely a thing about the warm-up DJ and building the night up and having that energy and being, being able to sort of like curate the night. Um, yeah. I think a lot of people necessarily, like I said, if you're a student, not to slag students off or not to, <laughs> they might not be aware of like, yeah, there is sort of like a, a transition-y thing where you need to sort of build people up. Yeah, so like you can't. The main act or the energy like you said there the amount of people that you sometimes hear of stories like you said on Lengoland or on uh, DMB All Stars or everything like that where it's like oh we had a warm up DJ and he was literally just playing jump up for like an yeah. hour and then it's like oh now we're bringing on like a dubstep DJ and yeah, it's just and like, totally- yeah, yeah your set's great and we really yeah. enjoyed your set but like you might have fucked the night a little bit yeah, do you know what I mean exactly. so and it's hard, because of, it's hard because I'm a DJ as well so I understand like when you're playing you want to get reactions because you're there to do that but then when I'm D, de- I know for a fact I've done it before. Like when I'm DJing, like I'll get carried away. Like I'm really, really sure. I always do like a closing set. 
But I get too carried away and start playing dubstep at like half three and just empty the club. Do it all the yeah. time. It's like a little meme <laughs> deep, in our little... Yeah, deep many, yeah, those deep many Bandulu ones coming out of half three. Mate, because I play like, this, like the, the crazy mode, like the mode step stuff. And I'll just oh, go, okay. I'll just go right, ham. Okay. Like, it gets to like half three and I'm just like, fuck it. I'm pissed. Bro, step so I know time it is. Yeah, yeah, literally. And it's like a meme in our little group now that if you ever want to shut down the venue early, just get me on for half now and they'll all leave anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but I th- I'm, what I think is I was conditioned to like baseline. So if I played dubstep enough and I yeah. play it enough, everyone will start liking you think it. You That's what right, I think. I'm giving you guys an education now. All you're, doing the, you're either doing that or you're doing the bar stuff and the cleaners a favour because oh, you're yeah, going, literally. right, you can get in now half an hour early. <laughs> uh, half an hour earlier to fit on that one. That's jokes. Literally, that is funny. Who's in what font? How big is their name? How high are they up on the flyer? Organising an event can be one hassle, but promoting it can bring a whole new set of challenges. I spoke to Chris about what he's experienced with artist billing and advertising. So um, if we were to talk about uh, billing and rosters and putting on events, what's been your experience with, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a touchy and a sensitive subject and you can be as honest and open as you want or you can uh, not be as honest and open as you <laughs> want, but with, with agents and with bookings and with billings, having names on lineups and having, having people build certain things, have you had a, have you had a, a, a negative experience with it? Or has it been pretty straightforward where you're like, right, it's pretty distinctive? Because obviously if you're not, if you're not putting on like the like festival sort of like massive, massive, massive lineups, there's normally quite a, there might normally be quite an obvious for like, this is yeah. the headliner, this is the warm up acts, uh, these are the other residents and stuff like that. Or have you had people where you're like, no, I want this person above this name or like, we're not putting this poster out? Um, it's a bit strange because it's just sort of like leading up to that question a bit. Like when we started, obviously it was just us, us three mainly. And then we had like a few bad shows and we ended up sort of running out of money right, um, okay. completely. And that's when the guys from Cosmic, they all behave you and the Apex guys, they got involved and we owe so much to those guys. Like I cannot speak highly of those guys enough and they know how much I appreciate them. Luke and Gabe really, really appreciate that. And they've done a lot for us like financially as well. Cause in the day we're students, you know what I mean? We were mm. students. So like these pendulum shows and these crew cast shows, like they're not cheap. Do you know what I mean? And we just mm. haven't got that kind of funds. Whereas like I said, those guys have really, really helped us out. So at the start, when we were, we were, we were sort of starting it, when it was just us three, definitely got took for a ride a few times. Like, especially like the first few shows, like, oh, it's a brand new brand. Let's just charge them this, this much extra. Billion was like, yeah, like for some of the shows, I'm not going to name names, but like the first sort of, between like two, like the last, the first like four shows, like some artists were like, yeah, I need to be on like this size font. I want to be like this on the late, like we send them the promo material and they'd be like, can you move us into the middle or, or whatever? Which I can sort of get from like, I sort of get it from both sides. Like, yes, they want their artists to be shown as like the predominant guy. In my opinion, what does like one or two pixels difference on the font size make? Mm. Do you know what I mean? But luckily now, like I say, a lot of that is, a lot of that, a lot of that is sort of managed by the guys at, at sort of ill behavior in Apex, Gabe and Luke. They do a lot of that stuff. Like they've got a lot of relationships, which is why we've been able to get some of these crazy shows. So mm. actually, I cannot speak highly of those guys enough. They've they've really sort of dragged us from the mud. So you might not. Well, I just because I like to talk about it. Like obviously, rush events now fantastically events popping off branding's great everything's like it's a fantastic series and a fantastic brand but when you mentioned there that there was three or four shows that made that didn't pop off and that meant that you run out of money sort of like what happened there was it just sort of like you think wrong sort of time in a year or like they were too cl- close to the other previous shows or like wrong lineup i think the main thing is just dates 
obviously like we were a bit naive in the fact that obviously like I mentioned how how sort of student focused Newcastle actually is. It's the same with a lot of cities, like it's not just Newcastle. But we sort of like say not knowing how to negotiate sort of booking fees and, and sort of not knowing how to negotiate like travel fees, you know, obviously like booking trains and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it was a case of just being stupid and like not not booking the train to the day before. Like we were just a bit naive, thinking of yeah, simple, easy. And just picking the wrong dates, like picking dates inside like exam weeks, it's just, just where people not don't a good want to be shout. going out. Yeah. yeah, like and it's a risk because you can see them pop off sometimes. Sometimes those those weekend shows, like because I think in Newcastle there's like a sort of four or five week period between like May and June where there's a lot of exams. I might be wrong because I didn't ever get to the exams. I dropped out first, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but I think it's around there. So like putting putting shows in there is quite quite tricky. If you do it at the start or in the middle, sometimes people like to go out during like the week during the weekend and have a bit of like a, a sort of one last sort of hurrah sort of thing yeah. before they drill down. But again, you can either sort you can also pick the wrong weekend and you've got people that just can't go out. Do you know what I mean? And we, that's happened to us a few times and and like picking shows outside of term time. And that's just something you learn sort of along the way, just getting those dates right. Which again, like I say, the, the guys, uh, Luke and, and sort of Gabe, give us a real, real hand with that because they've been doing shows in Newcastle for years. So they know all that sort of stuff. And that's actually, they've, they've helped us out a lot with, with sort of picking that to s- stop it happening again, shall I say. Because we yeah. literally went, like I say, after the like after the first three shows, we were, we were almost up like a grand from our from our two hundred from our two thousand, and right. then we just pretty much lost all of it on our just, sort of, on yeah. the fourth show, just wrong date, which is the highs and lows of, of promoting when you're a student. I guess you you sort of just want to go, okay, let's do another one now, and just take yeah. any date, and yeah, you fuck yourself a little bit. <laughs> oh, but it's nice that, like you said, that you had the support there from the from the clubs that had recognised, like, oh, these these boys have got something here with this event. Like, um, we do want to help them out, and it's it's yeah, it's fantastic that they were able to accommodate that, and and we were able to give you like that that little bit of a, an extra push when you yeah, when you like they were it. the guys who they gave us our first like like big big show. Like we did obviously, I think we did obviously like we did like Distinct, we did this is on the road, we did like Bass Boy, then we did Notion, we did Notion and Canine. Uh, yeah. I was notion like a big bass and DJ and K9 just obviously massive in DB now. And those shows were really, really sick. But then they did um what did they do? Oh, they did Ill Behaviour, did a show in Cosmic and it was Chris Lorenzo and Cause and Effect. Right. Okay, yeah. They yeah. meant to do ninety minutes each. And they they didn't have to do this, but they put it as an ill behaviour and rush show right okay so like there was no need so to do that you know what I mean? yeah and, and they gave us like slots that was actually my first ever dj set after so obviously cause and effect used to be lorenzo and yeah, cause and effect yeah yeah so they were meant to do 90 minutes each end up doing a three hour back to back which is just insane That's sick. do you know what i mean like proper proper throwback and then me and Henry played afterwards, and that was our first ever set. Like, After causing yeah. effects and pain, yeah, that's sick. That was our first set as well. That's so I cool. Got, mate, I and your what. name and the brand is on the flyer and everything yes, like that. Mate, I tell you what, I got absolutely plastered, mate. I was so confident. I would, I was messing about with the decks. I was chopping, changing everywhere. I was absolutely plastered. I was so confident. <laughs> Looking back at it, I bet I sounded shit. Yeah. But fuck me at the time, I was like, this sounds unreal. Yeah, Let's keep chopping shit. Yeah, probably, probably easy, didn't it? Like cutting out, doing those four bar loops. I bet they were watching us. Some fuck, it was this fucking night. 15 year old kid dicking about on it <laughs> in my show. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's true. You didn't record the set then? You I didn't, mate, set? unfortunately. No, no uh, they didn't. But uh, me and Henry practiced so hard. We had the whole set list planned out. We don't do that now very often. Yeah. But we had every every song, song by song. We used to go around after work into Henry's house, mix on the RX2s for Practice an hour, two hour, literally over and over again. And then what did you get too drunk and it just all went out the window or did you well, still Well, we still did that. We still did that. I just 
just was just plastered. So I just, yeah, yeah, I was just like, <laughs> I, I don't think it's had it too bad. I mean, fuck knows, you know what I mean? <laughs> we'll see. But yeah, well, you've, it was... You've DJed since then, so it can't, have been, it can't have been too bad. Yeah, I think it was one of those things where I'm glad that it, it was, I got it out of the way. Do you know what I mean? Because I don't think if, if I had that show and it went poorly, mm. I'd have been so nervous to play again. Mm. But because... I remember, it, I remember it being fucking class. I was yeah. like, let's do it again, lads. Yeah, absolutely. What do you, um, what do you think people might be surprised to find out about running events and putting on events? It's just like the, the stuff that goes in behind the scenes, like the stress that goes into on the day specifically, like obviously you're looking forward to it. Like you're always looking forward to your next date, but then you get to the date, like some of the shows done, like the, like the for example, like the second crew cast show. There was like 20 artists we had to coordinate. Like right. 20 artists okay. in the night we had to fire about. So there's so much background stuff. And obviously, when you get to the club, it's not set up. Do you know what I mean? People just turn up in the queue and they think it's there to go. But we're there like an hour before, like organizing the decks, doing sound tests, making sure all the riders are in there, just on the bell, on the phone to all these artists, trying to get them to the hotels, walking about Newcastle. Just, just the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. And like when it does go poorly and you do have a bad show, it's like going to the show thinking oh, we've, this is going to be shit. Not, mm. no, not there's going to be shit. That's not, that's the wrong word, but like going to a show, knowing that it's not done well and having to go and try and enjoy it and sort mm. of look at it, like look at it from a, from a punt perspective apart aside from looking at it from like promoter's point of view. So do you mean like if there's not enough tickets sold with there? Yeah. Like we've had, yeah, hundred percent. Like if, if you get, if you're like, if you've got a show, and you know for a fact you've you've lost money on it, for example, mm. and you've got to go to it and be like, yeah, this is class. It's just yeah, still have the good vibe, put on a smile and whatever, and thinking, yeah, nah, like I said, there's, there's a lot. Quid it. Yeah, literally, there's like a lot of stuff in the background, like obviously just like organising like the social medias and and the sort of just the stress on the day and just the the, the nerves, the nerves are throughout the whole night, like making sure you've got, make sure you know where the artists are, making sure the artists are going to be there on time, like where the hotels are, how they get into the hotel. Yeah, it's just a lot of stuff in the background that people don't sort of realize, I think. Mm. And I didn't realize after I didn't realize either to be fair until I got into it. Do you think, um, do you think rush would, would be as successful if it wasn't in a student town? Like city? Um, I mean, Newcastle is so massive, so it's difficult to say yeah. student city because obviously every, nearly every city has a university yeah, and has a student scene. But do you think like, a, well, I suppose really it's difficult because, like naturally younger people go out to, yeah. to the raves and clubs well, and whatever don't they Newcastle's so really good it's got a load obviously it's got a lot of students but it's got a really really big base of like locals um, like I say Jungle and D&B is absolutely huge up here and obviously mm. now basing as well which, which is class I don't I think we just we start sort of started at the perfect time in the perfect place like I'm not I don't not saying that if we started somewhere else it wouldn't be it wouldn't have done well but we literally started it when it was like, say, when Distinct was rising, when Skep was getting up there. So when Skepsis was getting up there, like it was at that perfect time where it was rising up and there wasn't a whole lot of like purely baseline shows in Newcastle. Yeah. Um, all the time. Obviously, like I say, there was with, with, with the guys at World Headquarters, the other club. But um, yeah, we just we just hit it at the perfect time perfect time we managed to get the, the perfect artist at that time as well so it was just a mixture of things and like i say, the way that it, we started doing it was seen like it was sort of written in the stars like I say not speaking to adrian or henry for two or three years and suddenly out of nowhere started this at the perfect time <laughs> yeah 
What would you? Um, what advice would you give to somebody that was looking to start a uh, to start a, a club night or to start an event brand? Like, if you could give them from your from your four years experience, what would you uh, what would you say to someone that's looking to like start up a new brand? Um, I think if you're gonna start it, like, make sure that you're like not filling a gap, but make sure that you're not just gonna do what someone else is doing already. Yeah. Um, I know that's hard and obviously that, that's a bit hypocritical because there was baseline in Newcastle, do you know what I mean? With, with Lively Up and Dialate. So there was, there was shows there, but try and sort of fill a gap because there's, there's people in every city that want to hear, hear some music. Um, try and make it different. Try and book artists that you like, focus on booking artists that you like rather than just sort of going, yeah, I think it's, it, it's a tough one. It is a tough question. Um, I'd say from experience, well, if you do start it and it starts going well, just enjoy it. Like mm. live in the, in the show and don't get an ego. Cause like I say, I, like I say, we would, I was 19. I was walking around cosmic with a sold out show. Like, look at me. I'm the fucking boy here. <laughs> and then suddenly, do you know what I mean? And it's looking and back like, at it. Like you yeah. said, four shows later, you're like, oh, shit, yeah. I've lost. Yeah. I've like lost literally, it. mate, like I know for a fact I was, I can tell I was a cunt to so many people in that club. And I looking back, I was like, why have I done that? Do you know what I mean? Because, like I say, I was literally just fresh out of fresh out of home, brand new city, running running shows in my favorite club. Like this is class. So yeah. just enjoy it. Like when you're at the show, enjoy the show. Just, yeah, Fantastic, just try and enjoy it as much good, as you can. That's a good. Uh, no, that is a good bit of advice. Have you got a favorite besides the pendulum set? Have you got like a standout show or a standout set where you were like this uh, whole night out of all of the four years? This is the one that's like going to stick in my memory. Uh, yeah, obviously the pendulum one is obviously. The, is obviously very much up there. Yeah. There is a lot of shows that I've really, really enjoyed. Like the first Crewcast show was great when we had um, we had Crewcast up to digital. That was amazing because, like I say, I'm just a fucking fan. Do you know what I mean? Like I was literally what I've watched these guys like watch these guys in Tank all over like festivals and stuff. So being able to get them up and just sort of sit in the green room and just geek out a bit just talking to them just those things are, are really really sick um obviously the first show holds a huge place it's just because it was just like looking because cosmic boardroom used to have like a little not a balcony but like a little raised platform on the right hand side right so standing on there and looking being like all these people for this it's like yeah this is this is fucking class there's been a lot of good times to be fair but i think yeah, like the pendulum shows the crew cast shows and, and then sort of the first one is definitely stands out Fantastic, mate. And then sort of moving forward, where we've come out of lockdown now, and events are going forward. Um, what sort of like what's going to be the the the, the big show that you've got uh, planned for the rest of the year? Um, well, we're still yeah, we're still planning. Obviously, we've got another residence party on the fourteenth of August. Um, it's our first show in World Headquarters, the other club in Newcastle. So really, really excited for that. I've wanted to do a show in there for so long. So yeah, really excited for that. We've not actually released anything else yet. We've got some stuff working in the background, like some shows, some cosmic shows, some some world headquarters shows, maybe like some like two room shows as well. I'm not sure if anyone noticed it, but Skepsis put his artwork out about upcoming shows. Obviously, we've not announced that yet, but Skepsis did. So cheers, Scott. Thank you, mate. Appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we've obviously got that coming up. But apart from that, yeah, just getting the shows booked in. We've not obviously announced anything, so I won't give too much away. But yeah, it's looking like another another good year fantastic mate and if uh just to finish on uh if anybody's is attending a rush event how do you want people to feel or what do you want them to think when they're leaving leaving the show hopefully i want them to feel like i used to feel leaving shows like beast wang leaving shows like 140 walking out of these shows like and talking to my mates about the about the event 
like yeah that was that was fucking sick like yeah really really good vibes i want people to walk out thinking yeah that was that was really really good and then just come back again because we are really proud of what other shows that we've done and we think almost all of them have been fucking class nights from our point of view so hopefully people think the same thing and yeah hopefully they keep thinking the same thing fantastic chris it's been a it's been an absolute pleasure to chat to you today mate uh that's yeah, mate, sick that been, makes me want to come up to like I said, i've not been i've not been out in newcastle but i am definitely going to be coming up and uh, definitely going to be coming mate, to the get, Russian, you sent, get you sent down it's a good laugh mate i'll give you the i'll give you the dates when we've got them all confirmed and we'll see if yeah. we can get you in Absolutely do. We'll link up there uh, up in Newcastle. But yeah, thank you very much, mate, for jumping on the uh, podcast today. No, mate, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Listen, mate, I've told you once, I've told you twice, you know, on the list. All right, all right.